to the Realmcast. I'm your host, the Mortal Kombat fan, Tim. And with me, as always, is my co-host, the lore master, Yanni. Welcome, Yanni. Thanks, fan, Tim. Today with us, we have a special guest. I'd like to welcome Rattlehead onto the show. Hi, Rattlehead. How are you doing? Hey, what's up, guys? Uh, we're doing pretty good. Thank you for having me. Thanks for joining us. Yeah, glad to have you. So, I mean, let's just kind of jump into this. Tell us a little bit about what has been your experience with Mortal Kombat. How did you kind of get involved in the scene? Um, so and when it comes to Mortal Kombat, I actually been around, I guess, you know how they say that the, the, it's rated M for mature, but I think a lot of us experience this where, where you know, you're a kid, you go to the arcade <laughs> machines and you see like the, the you know, like uh, freaking Goro on the, on the, what do you call it? On the attract mode, uh-huh. uh, passing by, it's like, yo, what is that? You know? And um, that's how I got involved with it. You know, I'm, I was like, what, four or five years old as a kid passing by an arcade, you know, uh, place. And, you know, that's how I, you know, got just from that moment on, I've, you know, fell in love with the series just by looking at that huge, like, monster with four arms, you know, at the time. And then, of course, looking at, you know, like, uh, Scorpion and Sub-Zero fighting each other in the, you know, in the, in, in the, in the, what do you call it? The pit stage. Okay, uh, yeah. You know, watching other players play, like, you know, and that's pretty much how it all started. And that's like a basic way of how I got into the game, <laughs> uh, into the series, basically, just uh, passing by and, you know, hearing those points, because back then the sounds, like, even, even like, if you could see the game, but just the sounds too, like, they sounded very powerful in the arcade, which, like, when you pass by, it was so distinct compared to every other oh, game. Oh, yeah. Yes. That was, like, you know, 8-bit or 16-bit sounds, whereas this, they kind of took a little more realistic approach, like, the hits and the background of the, the music and just the characters. It was just like, what is this, you know? <laughs> it had substance to it. Yeah. yeah, they even had like a like a subsystem or something in those arcade machines that kind of gave it that extra boom whenever you'd walk past them. Did they? Yeah, um, it just the speaker setup on them is is really cool. So you you would always hear that and kind of feel it as you're walking through the arcade. I think that's why people love doing the uppercuts too, because like <laughs> those are the most like hard hitting sounding uh, you know uh, noises when you hear from from far away is the uppercuts. Yeah, so people, I guess it just felt satisfactory just doing that. I guess you know for yeah. for any casual player that just came by and just you know, started playing the game that on the roundhouse. <laughs> that's <in my> house. <laughs> yeah, that too. <laughs> but yeah but that's basically how i got into it um you know at the time um fun fact at the time i actually um well i guess we'll discuss this later on but it was when i i was you notice i mentioned that i was able to see the characters so yeah. that that kind of blends in into us too i guess if you guys have any questions regarding that but back then i did you know have uh, you know, per- uh, perfect vision at the time. So, uh, you know, being me being a kid, uh, I didn't know how to take all that information in, right? All I saw this just yellow ninja and this blue ninja and this dude like threw, threw that thing it looked like a snake to me because I didn't know how to interpret it, but it was a spear I wrote with a rope, you know? Yeah. Um, and a character with a ball of ice, you know? So it's like, hey, this is like really cool, you know? So um, and that's why I just like, um, and I used to go there uh, like a lot of the times just to kind of check out other people because back then I didn't have money, uh, you know, to go play in there and until later on, uh, yeah, that's why I used, I used to go there frequently and actually, you know, just play and you think, you know, how I always think that you're good when nobody else can challenge you. But once you like step against somebody else that can actually play the game, then you're like, oh man, I'm not good at this thing at all. You know, <laughs> but I was just a kid at the time. So I, you know, that's, you know, that was just kind of the beginnings, you know, uh, when I really got into it was when, um, I lived in a, in a different country than I am now. Uh, so this, I experienced it back in my home country. I'm from Guatemala. And so when they finally had the arcade machines there, that's when we, be able to check them out but then when i came here and is when i got my first uh, my first console was a nintendo 64 and mm-hmm. i had the the that version of trilogy and and uh 
And my my actually my official first home game that I owned was one of the games that I learned over the years that people hated it when I and I love it even to this day. Like I literally posted a footage of it on my Twitter. Yeah, uh, was it two days ago? Mythology Sub Zero. Yes, yes. <laughs> Such a good I, game. Dude, I love that game. I don't care. Like, you know, it's one, I guess, because there was a transition to 3D and all that. So, you know, but for me, that game was like, it was so cool because it told a story. You were fighting this, you know, this like uh, other character, you know, the yellow character. And so that's when I started learning more about the characters themselves. You know, it's like, oh, wow, this is like, you know, really cool. Linear story, obviously, there's nothing like mind blowing about it but it was just something that you go through and everything and uh you know i I didn't care about the glitches or that i didn't know that then when i was like what 13 14 so i just like i played the hell out of that game like i really <laughs> loved it like uh and at that at that point actually it was when i could barely see the screen i used to like sit really really close to the to the to the tv and you know play it that way um and then my, my brother was the one who like actually passed the entire game and i would just do like the boss fights uh, because yeah, the platforming just, must have been so difficult. Yeah, it was. It's, it's depending on what the, some of the stages, though, because like if uh, I think the first one, I could, I could I could still pass it right now. I just did it two days ago. I was like, oh wow, All I right. still do this. Yeah, I just did it like two days ago. Where like like as soon as I find one item, I just jump forward and then I maybe like run a few like uh, maybe like a, a half a second and then I just push like the high punch to to make one of the rocks fall. And I hear it fall, right? And then, like, uh, as it, and when once the sound is done, I just kind of run forward a little bit and do the same thing and move forward. And I was like, "Whoa, I could actually do this! Let's go!" <laughs> so, but obviously, the hardest one would have to be the the Fujin stage, the second one, because that's yes. just yeah, that's like the hardest one, and the the Bridge of Immortality, um, because uh, you know, there's you gotta know when to jump uh, the the areas, otherwise you'll fall. Um, but a lot of other stages are pretty linear. Uh, so you can kind of go do them. Like my favorite that I used to do like over and over was the one where you first go into the nether realm and you meet Scorpion as, uh, uh, you know, as his like uh, UMK3 form, you know, when yeah. it comes to actual Scorpion. That was form. my yeah. favorite part of that. Yeah, the Spectre form. That was my favorite part of that. So, yeah, that's how, that's how I got into MK, mm-hmm. like really hardcore into MK after that. And then Trilogy, you know, Trilogy, I just learn how to play against the arcade machine. And my love for MK just grew from there. I think at this point, I mean, we might as well kind of bring this up and let our, our audience know is you are actually a member of the blind fighting game community correct that's correct and that's a recently uh i guess uh assembled uh group, subgroup within the fgc in general the fighting game community in general um because i've i've been around uh since um mortal kombat 9 uh that's when i i guess i broke my breakthrough i did my breakthrough as far as being involved in the fgc uh being going to evo in 2013 uh basically the last legs of mortal kombat 9 at the time uh so i was one of the you know the few who went out there in in in, in tournaments i know there was somebody else too actually that uh even that website test you might made an article about him but he only made like one appearance uh and then we didn't hear anything from that player anymore uh uh, it was from I was around 2012, I think. It's one of those things that you have to dig in to really find out. I think the article's deleted now, um, but that was that, and that was like when really set me off. I was like, hey, I can do that, like you know, because I was I was you know uh, when MK9 is when I really learned about that you can actually take a game, break it apart, and do some crazy stuff with it. I thought you just always had to go by the, the game, the, the the rules of the game, but that's when it really started for me on uh, the FGC. Uh, but I've been I've been playing MK, like I said, since I went, like when I started losing my vision over the years, um, I still kept on playing. I played the, the 3D era. It's my favorite era. 
because I grew up with it. You know, nice. I think that's, you know, we, we are our subject of our time, you know? So are we going to, you're going to be more nostalgic with stuff that you actually grew up with. So to me, that's the 3d era, the deadly Alliance, deception, uh, Armageddon. We, everybody knows how we feel about that, that <laughs> game, <laughs> but, but it's, it was still part of my, my, my teenage years, you know? So like, uh, I, you know, yeah, it's, it's a really crappy game, but I still like, you know what? Like I have, I have two copies actually. I have the standard edition and then I have the collector's edition. The one that has UMK3 on it. Uh, so I got those and, um, but yeah, uh, that, but the fighting game community, as far as the, the blind FGC, it just, uh, really took off. Um, I would say like in, at the beginning of MK11, uh, but as far as uh, a lot of, there were other blind players out there as well, but they're kind of like dispersed kind of everywhere. Uh, that we, we didn't have like an actual like group until like now. All right. Well, you've, you've mentioned quite a few games. Uh, I'm curious cause you said, you know, you saw it in the arcades, and then you loved mythologies, and then you were on trilogy. Wh- which is your favorite MK game? Oh man, that's rough because because <laughs> <laughs> I have favorites between the in each era. You know, so it's hard to pick like my top one like favorite game. But if I was to pick one, like to say this is what defines MK for me in all aspects, will probably be MK Nine. All right. Um, MK9 because so many things happened there. Uh getting learning about the tournament scene, um, defying the odds as a blind player, you know, going to tournaments and stuff. And like so that really kind of set it off. Um and just actually be learning to actually like play at, at at the high level. Like I was, I'd say, and and this is like this comes from like feedback from people. Everybody used to tell me like I I if I was to be considered I was probably the top blind player of the MK9 era like there was nobody else who played at the high level because I used to I used to do like I used to play Cyrax and of course he kind of carried you a little bit too with his unbroken you know bro, uh, bomb bomb setups that were like unblockable but you you gotta know how to pull that off it was a little execution heavy so it took me months to master it but you know just by sound I started learning how to do the setups the all the you know one hit kills that people used to hate yeah. you know so you That's know so crazy like, yeah, i'm just yeah, imagining <laughs> like yeah. is hard enough execution wise for somebody with vision <laughs> but you were pulling that <laughs> That's crazy man honestly yeah, so that I would say, so yeah, I would say MK9 is my my favorite game. Uh, it's as broken as it is now that you look back at it, but it's like again, who cares? You know, you kind of grew up. Every, whatever happens in your time, you're always gonna go back and say, hey, you know, nostalgia is a, is, a, is a strong thing, you know. Yeah. So MK9 is is my favorite game of all time. Like if I was to say, but like I said, I have in different eras, I have my favorite ones, but I guess I would just have to pick that one as because it did so much for me. Do you have a yeah. favorite character throughout the series? Um, I'm a cliche fan, so I like I'm a Scorpion fan <laughs> through and through. But I I really like Cyrax though. But uh, it, Cyrax became more like my favorite because of the tournament scene, uh, mm-hmm. and I loved mm-hmm. him. But and um, so even in MKX, I just uh, I was like I, I try to pick him up, but it just didn't fit that way. I wanted to play Cyrax, so I was like, let me go back to Scorpion. Just fit that you know, uh, cancels, fireball cancels, all that, like high execution as well at the high level with Scorpion. So I picked them up because I just felt comfortable. But yeah, Scorpion's always been my favorite character in the series. Everybody always feels bad saying that Scorpion's like a cliche pick and everything, (laughs) but we have to remember he is the face of MK and he has so much lore behind him. 
that ties directly into the main lore. So I say don't feel bad about saying Scorpion's your favorite. <laughs> it's funny because yeah, the hate I get like online, right? Especially like if you go to rank modes and any like it is it, it, it's like an uh, like it started an MKX. I remember when I I would pick Scorpion, people would leave the rank like mode as soon as I picked them. You know, it's like damn, give me a chance at these play. You know, <laughs> you know. But you know, that, then after that, I just started switching to like player matches, and that's where I started meeting a lot of like high level tournament players. It's like once they found out like that like who who they were playing i was like oh dude we I, we gotta play again or i gotta add you and that's how i just kind of like got myself known in the game uh you know but yeah but scorpion is my favorite character so i mean you kind of gave us a little bit of your background uh, i'm curious when like around what game did you actually lose your vision and are you completely blind now at this point uh yeah i'm completely blind at this point and it was a process um uh, my blindness is caused by glaucoma which mm-hmm. if you don't like if you don't really like keep up with it uh basically it's, you don't know it until it's too late kind of thing you know mm. um so I, apparently and, and i learned this later later in the years i don't want to go all over the, all over the place of the story but basically um i grew up with gla- glaucoma and for so for several years i had perfect vision you know i that's why i was able to kind of describe the characters that i envision in my head now is basically how they look in the 2d era so i don't know how they look like now but <laughs> yeah. yeah so every time i hear the names i'm like okay so i just picked it out of my head but over the years yeah i started losing it it wasn't like an, i woke up at oh, i'm blind now you know it was mm-hmm. one of those things where someday even some days will get better you know and then mm-hmm. some days it just be like um kind of like seeing through fog maybe you know uh and or like or like if i look at images i wouldn't see the outline like the outside image i kind of just see like the picture itself but not like the you know like if you if i was to trace the lines of the of the images or whatever you know so what was happening is that i was losing my peripheral vision you know my side vision yeah and so you don't notice that until like oh wow it's actually closing in kind of thing you know um, so over the years, it just started happening, you know, little by little and, uh, around, I say, uh, when it was the trilogy era, I could barely just see like colors. Like if, like if Raiden threw his lightning ball, I could just see a flash across the screen, but I didn't know, like, I didn't know, any, I didn't see any details at that point or anything. Um, you know, I, I, I even started losing like the ability to see colors too. So I didn't even know what colors they were at that point. So it was just kind of like a blur. Uh, the, the screen just looked like a like a square blur, you know, to me. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, that was there was is you know I, that, that's all I had. And then by um, by I guess MK nine actually because I was I was in college at the time, and that's when I just I went completely blind uh, in both eyes by then. Wow! And and that's when you started joining the tournaments was after you were completely blind. Yes. Was that a big learning curve for you to play, or had you kind of gotten used to playing? blind from your your uh gradual transition into a a, a blind person you know uh, uh over the years yeah i think because i, I kept playing anyway because i was mm-hmm. like once i figured out like you know what i might as well just keep going you know like and and um i just got comfortable with just the sound effects you know like just learn like well, the way i started approaching a new game was just really try to uh, take in all of the sound effects for each character um and, you know, which a lot of the towns were very generic anyway. They were very mm-hmm. generic sounds. So it was kind of easier to really, oh, like, okay, I see what, you know, what the punch sounds, what the kick sounds, what the, you know, oh, I see they changed the sound of the spear or or they changed the sound of the ice ball or they changed the sound of the Sub-Zero slide or, or, or I would notice things like, oh, they use Sub-Zero's sound slide from Mythologies and gave it to Fujin when it does his neat move, you know, little details like that, you know, that I would start noticing. I was like, 
So I just started paying attention more. It's you know to just, just the sound effects. And I got I it got to the point where I was just good against the the AI, you know, like at the hardest difficulty as well, you know, even with no vision at all. I was like, wow. yeah, I got really good at it. And um and then you know, especially it's, it's then and I remember when we my, we bought MK4 at the time, you know, because it was still the same uh, same uh, stage where I could just see a blur, but I was like, ah, screw it, let's play anyway. And I was just so hyped to play a new game, you know, at the time. And yeah, I just started noticing the sounds of like the, like, oh, characters have swords now, you know, like I hear them, I hear the, this little sound when it pulls it out, mm. you know. And of course they make those little funny quotes whenever they, they, they pull out the swords, like everybody has their own custom made. Because <laughs> was just so goofy as hell. <laughs> you know, it's like, you have all these like characters saying random things, a lot of gibberish everywhere. So I was like, okay, so he's pulling the sword out, you know, so I kind of memorized those things, you know. And I don't know if you guys remember what, like, because this was, was this was well known. Like when they dropped the swords, you hear this three cling sounds, clanging, yeah, cling, cling, yeah. cling. You know, oh, they dropped it, you know. So, but that right there, I kind of was at a disadvantage though because I wasn't able to track where did the sword fall to pick it up and yeah. throw it at the opponent. You know, that was the one. So I never used that mechanic. So, uh, and then of course there was a sound when they threw the the, the swords at you. So I just pushed the the sidestep button to like avoid it. You know, I started getting, I started like learning how to have you know good reactions with that stuff so over the years i played the games like that you know with barely any vision just really just you know what just i'm gonna just pay attention to the sound i'm not even gonna bother looking at uh you know having my eyes open because at that point i also started building a kind of like a bad habit i guess of my eyes just would just close because um i my eyes were always in pain like every day so mm-hmm. for me to kind of relax them i just kind of close them um and to this day i i find myself doing that I was like oh i got my eyes closed i didn't even realize anymore you know but that's just something that I, I guess I do without consciously knowing that I did it now. Um, and so when I reached the MK9 era, you know, I'm, I was already like playing the game, uh, you know, against the AI, feeling I'm a total badass over here, you know. But then I discovered, oh, I guess that's not how you play. We play the game like if we were to play against somebody else. And so that's when I started learning about like tournaments and like i remember they had a pdp tournament they were promoting this fight stick that they released with that collector's edition and they did uh the, i remember when they, like um tom brady did this combo with johnny like a bunch of hits and i was like whoa you can actually do like your own stuff you know so that's when i realized that this is a whole new aspect of the like the, the mk community that had no idea evenings and i think even then the the the, the mk side of the fgc was just starting to really build up because i know they had tournaments like in the past but they were kind of more under like super underground mm. you didn't know unless you follow them you know mm-hmm. yeah so but at that point yeah i feel like i was already you know um i guess to be like i kind of know the basics of how to play mk to begin with like you know so that kind of made it easier uh and luckily actually like um at the time too like once i um you guys had a guest here that actually helped me push my, my myself into the spotlight. James Fink? James Fink, yeah. Yes. yes. <laughs> that's, my, that's my boy, man. When, when I had that episode of him, I was like, oh, that, that's, yeah, he's the one who, like, you know, he's like, hey, let's do it. He was doing his show at the time, and he was like, hey, let me get you in here. Let's talk about your, your whatever, you know, because at the time I was just, uh, I started a, a YouTube channel where I would literally take, like, a, a webcam and try to match it to the screen. And like, I will record like basic, uh, you know, f- footage of me playing. I even have a video that a lot of people don't want me to delete. It's like one of my first videos in there. It's cringy now, but it's called, <laughs> it's called real blind guy plays Kenshi. And I'm playing against rain and using Kenshi <laughs> doing his combos, you know, and oh I'm like, nah. it just clicked that that was you. I've seen that. <laughs> that's, that's, <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> that's, that's me. <laughs> <laughs> 
That's me. The world. Oh, I love it. I love it. <laughs> yeah, that's me. That's and so like it's there, and like you could even hear the fan of my laptop like really loud on the on the on the video. Like it's so cringe. I'm like, oh god, you know. But hey, you gotta start somewhere, right? You know. Yeah. Um. You know. So yeah, because I also another fun fact too. I actually used to lurk a lot on uh, uh, Mortal Kombat Online uh, uh, website where they would talk about lore and like character theories and all that stuff. And I remember I I posted me trying to kind of like not knowing how to make myself known because I wanted to be part of the community, you know? And as soon as I mentioned that I was blind, yo, like people got so uncomfortable that it was just became like, I'm not doing this right now. You know, like I I just stepped back. Like it got taken the wrong way, I guess. I don't know. Uh, maybe I just because I, I I a lot of the stuff that I'm I've gotten to at this point now, I had to learn by literally making horrible mistakes, like you know really stuff. I'm like wow, you know. But luckily, I took that that stuff to really learn what not to do if I was to ever get you know exposure or stuff like that. But I did some really cringy stuff, you know, because I was just trying to get myself known into the community. But and I wanted to kind of bring that up just so that way, like it gets taken out of the way and we can just talk about MK all day, you know. Um, <laughs> But yeah, but yeah, so I'm not kind of going off the rails, but to answer your question, yeah, basically it was, you know, over the years, just constantly playing every title that came out, getting comfortable with the AI, knowing just the basics, you know, of how MK plays. That's what really helped me to really, uh, you know, get into the tournament scene. Well, d- don't worry about going off on a tangent, because actually that does relate to some other questions we have. So how how exactly did you get further into the scene then? You teased it a bit with James Fink. So yeah, like what happened exactly? So yeah, after, so I posted that video on Twitter, right? Because at the time I was already active on Twitter. And so that's when James noticed and he hit me up. He's like, hey, dude, like I saw that video. Like I noticed you're doing, you know, that's it's really cool, man. Uh, you want to come to to my show? And the thing is, at the time I was already kind of listening to his show. You know, it was just so cool how like he was giving people, because he would always say, it's like, man, I don't care if you're a top player, like whatever player, come to the show, give you exposure. This is the MK community. Like he was back then, he was really into the MK community, like trying to like get everybody whether you're a high level player or like just uh, casual or not even casual, but just you like story mode lore or whatever. I mean, he even brought in a lot of the like uh, MK cast, where it's the movies or whatever, you know, so that's, this dude was pushing it. Right. And so for him, for me, for him to come at me and be like, Hey, you want to come to my show? It's like, what? Like you actually want to be there and dude, uh, I was so nervous. I went on that episode, like really nervous, man. Like, I, I didn't know how to handle it, you know, because I was like, I didn't know it was going to go this far, you know. <laughs> and so and that show, that's when he announced, I see that you're trying to learn how to play the game. Uh, he's like, you know what? If you if, if you put effort, you whatever, I'm going to send you to Evo. So he's the one who sponsored me to go to Evo, actually. Oh, wow. That's amazing. Yeah. yeah. He sponsored me to go to Evo. And then and then at what, you know, when other people heard about what I was doing, there happened to be a local scene here, here in because I'm from Houston, Texas. So there was a a, a, a a scene already here, like a local scene. And there was this group called Combat Houston. Shout out to those guys, by the way. Combat Houston was a group here in, 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 t- in town that were, were running weeklies. Every every Friday, they would stream, like, you know, their locals. They were, you know. And I'm like, hey, I want to join that. Like, I, I, you know, because, you know, at that, that, at that point, I started going to a bunch of YouTube channels where they upload, like, combo videos. And I started learning the combos by sound. I was like, oh, so they're using these two hits and then this and then this move and this move. And they just started piecing them together. And uh, that, and I also discovered Test Your Might, like the website, where they would actually write down the combos. So I was like, oh, wow, look at this. They have the notations here on like on, on, on the website. So I could just like take that information, listen to the combo videos, 
and then apply them myself. And that's how I learned how to play Cyrex because there was so much Cyrex content. You know, I was yeah. so much, and I just went in on that, like really. I was like, because then, um, so what happens? You know, at, what happened at the? At, I started, I started like James got in contact with some of those guys with the Combat Houston guys and said, hey, you know, like there's this player. You know, of course they knew too. They're like, oh yeah, I saw, we saw that or whatever. And they're like, you, co- you want to come out and join us? And I was like, sure. And I and and that's when like I, you know, I, I, um, I set up a ride to come pick me up and dr- I, we went. I went to this dude's house. And I remember stepping in in that in that room where they had like a bunch of MK setups, hearing M, like MK9 everywhere. I was like, "Whoa, this is cool!" You know, like all everybody was just playing like matches and setup, and they're like, "Hey, you know, you want to play?" Like, yeah, like you know, like like and they were like, "How how do you play?" And I kind of gave them a rundown. And I think when I when every time I explain it, I think it makes people more confused, me because maybe I'm not, I don't do a good job at explaining. But I was telling them like. Yeah, it's by sound. You know, I'm able to tell because in this game, I just realized that it's it's not in mono anymore. It's in stereo. So if I'm on the left side, my character is coming from left to right. You know, I try to explain it to them, mm. you know. So and, wait, you play completely by sound. Like, yes, you don't completely do- by sound. There's no like I yeah, I could even turn off my monitor and still like play. <laughs> wow. So there's no like I, I thought maybe there was some special software or some audio clues that are kind of added into the game for the hearing impaired or for the visually impaired. Not that would really, not really. And like, that's, that's literally what we're hoping now, but before it was just kind of adapting, you know? Wow. Uh, so fun fact. And like, um, if everybody who's familiar with audio, like if you know, like obviously mono and stereo, right? Mm-hmm. So the, all of the MK games up until MK versus DC, is mm-hmm. when everything was in mono, like except the music. The fights were all in mono, like from the first <laughs> game all the way to, to Armageddon. But once uh, MK versus DC, they they did uh, switch. Oh, I actually have to check. See, I don't, can't remember anymore. I think it was still in mono. I don't remember. But MK9 was so different that like the characters, like, yeah, you could definitely tell. Like if Scorpion was on the left side and I teleported, his sound would like that whoosh sound would like go across the screen like as 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 the image followed as well like uh, the frames and he will be on the right side as well like so the sound actually kind of you know followed the the action of the characters you know so that's that's now how games are are made every single fighting game now well most games uh, are now using uh uh, uh like uh, stereo uh, panning of their characters except uh Tekken and uh, basically a lot of Napcom game Napco games are not in stereo <laughs> Gosh, that's amazing. The precision that you have to have to be able to hear that and kind of pick up where the everything is happening on screen. Like, I, I find that um, remarkable. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, just, it's one of those things that you just kind of like adapt to. You know, you get used to it and, you know, you don't even think about it, right? Because it's like, hey, it's just to use normal. But obviously for someone on outside coming in, it's like, man, how is that even possible, right? So yeah, I definitely get the reactions that I get a lot of the times, you know, when they once they find out. You know, mm-hmm. and even if I explain it, like I said, I so said people, some, some people still feel like they get more confused, but you know, it's just, it's really hard to explain, uh, to where it really, like, I guess universally, you know, cause I know some people once they, if they understand audio, uh, how it works, yeah, they tend to like, oh, I see what you're saying, you know, cause they yeah. obviously they've seen like, you know, they can look at diagrams of audio and how the sound travels and all that. So they can kind of figure that out. Um, but to everybody else, I feel like, hmm, I still don't get it. You know, I, I feel like I still get that response. <laughs> That's really cool. So. You you mentioned obviously you, you know you've been playing w- through sound and that over over time the games changed from mono to stereo has how else has playing MK changed over the entries for you like over the years other than mono and stereo was there anything else like say with 
you know, frame data, et cetera. How do you adapt to all that? Um, so I think MK9 was kind of like um, the, the start of now learning a game like like deep in, right? Because, and this was just me being kind of like as a lurker, because again, I didn't know how to approach people. I didn't know how to like conduct myself in these kind of situations. Even in the, in the college level, I was always kind of a loner. Uh, mm-hmm. And, you know, so I, I mean, I still have our friends, I have friends, obviously I like hanging out and stuff, but I usually, a lot of times I just kind of stuck to myself and I didn't online, I didn't know how to handle myself, I guess, you know? Fair enough. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, um, I would just kind of lurk in all of these websites. Like I said before, I, it all started with learning, like kind of getting to know more about the lore. Cause see, I didn't know like lore details of all these characters until I started lurking on like that Mortal Kombat online website, you know, cause a lot of people will post like, like, uh, like uh, summaries or like, you know, like a review of it, or they'll like literally post like the character endings, which of course I couldn't read. Right. Mm-hmm. So I was like, Oh, wow, this is cool. I didn't know about these characters, you know, Might have come um, across some of my own posts. <laughs> <laughs> hey, probably. <laughs> there you go. Probably. So, you know, I was, I was just there, you know, browsing and really getting to like, Oh, this is cool. You know? So I will always look forward to like a new, the, now every time a new series, the new game came out, it's like, now I know these characters. Now I know they're kind of like the basic storylines. I want to know what's next kind of thing, you know? And so, yeah. And that's, that's how, uh, um, uh, how, how the games were before, but, um, MK9 really set the stage. I feel like for really like getting to where, where people would, you know, and a lot of people didn't realize that they were helping me by doing this where, you know, they would post a video of, uh, like I said, combo, like I was talking about previously about combo videos, you know, but then they'll put the notations in there, like how to do it and like everything, you know? And once I learned how to learn those combo notations, like, okay, so that's, yes, that's what really helped me out. So I feel like at first the way things kind of changed for me was first with the community, you know, getting to know the community, the community being, being accept, very accepting. Cause like it all started once I got after, after, after James, uh, gave me that exposure like a lot of people were very welcoming they were like hey man like at the end it was it just felt like we just want to play yeah we don't even care if you're blind or not it got to that <laughs> point and i love it man like when it got to that point because even here in, in town i used to go to we used to we used to practice every like saturday or sometimes friday nights and we'll go there like they, all they care about is just for me to learn he's like oh man it's gonna be it's gonna be hype wait till we go to evil man people are gonna pop off when they see you play you know so it's kind of like they were holding a secret and you know in a, in a sense right they just like it was so cool how they handle it you know that's and they awesome. would teach me that they would teach me the tech. Like, oh, okay, you know, he's like, they'll be like, Cyrex has this dirty, uh, like breakable setup that you can do with his bombs or he has this, all this stuff. And they will sit with me to practice it and practice it and practice it, you know? And like, uh, you know, until I got it, you know? So they were very patient, dude. Like, That's uh, so cool. they were very patient. Like, and, and it was just so cool because the whole blindness thing just kind of went out the window after that, you know? It was just like, oh, you, you look, we're, we're getting in. Play. And then we used to play sets, you know? And the, the first time I, like the way I got into the group officially was to play everyone, you know? And I remember beating a few of their like members and they're like, bro, this guy can play, you know? <laughs> like, they were like, this guy can play, that's cool. And, and the, basically they were saying, we can do so much with that, you know? So it was kind of like, they were molding me to be like a tournament player too, you know? Um, and so, yeah, like, so I, I, I saw the beginnings of like, players like who are now pretty popular like scar star charger um and all of those players like that they were members of that you know that team at the time so we I, you know that's um how i got started and then uh with mkx um with mkx was affected actually by injustice so injustice introduced something that that uh that was new to just uh, like uh another realm in, in general how they create their fighting games they introduced interactables on the screen because mm-hmm. So 
I remember at Evo, uh, I was uh, talking to uh, um, Hector Sanchez, who's obviously no longer with those guys. But yeah. I remember he actually approached me, dude, really awesome guy. I actually kind of, I miss the guy because um, uh, things changed when he left. But he basically, um, you know, approached me at that, like out there. He said, hey, man, you know, we're really excited about what you did. He even told me people in the office were hyped watching you play that that tournament, you know, that that match. Uh, you know, so we want to know what can we do at the time. So like, you know, so that was awesome, dude. That's you know, really cool. Yeah. So and at the time, again, I didn't know how to handle this because it was just too much for me. So I was like, you know, what's the, what is the easiest thing to 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 uh, uh, fix right now? And I was like, maybe is there a way that you guys can make me put like a sound cue for interactables so I can know how to use them? You know, because I want to use them in combos. I want to use them in setups. I know that mm-hmm. I know for a fact that there's some in the corner that I could use, you know, but I want to know like, if there's a way to keep track of them on the screen. And so they were like, okay, cool. You know, we'll see what we can do about it. You know, because obviously they can't promise anything. And we left it at that. Cause to me, I'm like, yeah, why are they going to listen to somebody like me who's just like, you know, happens to just play in tournaments and everything. Like, I don't know if they're going to do anything, but they actually listen. And I remember mm-hmm. when they did an update in that in Injustice like it it had it and it even said it on the patch notes it's like oh wow this is cool That's you know it was, yeah i was like this is awesome you know and of course like you know um it wasn't seen it was it wasn't seen as a big thing or anything like as in the uh in like in let's say in the blind community in general it's like ah yeah it's just a sound or whatever you know but to me it was more like they actually listen to me what yeah. is this you know so to me i took it as like this is an opportunity you know this um, is funny because i don't even notice sound cues with the interactables like whenever you hover over them i, I didn't even realize that was a thing because i'm just not used to looking out for that but the the the, the default is actually set to off so you actually have to oh. go in the options to turn them on yeah mm-hmm. okay that makes yeah, sense yeah because <laughs> so yeah, i because I, I even told them it's like look i don't want to also like you know do something that like it will deter players from like, you know, uh, from like, it's like, Hey, what is, what is this? What's going on here? You know, whatever, you know, but I realized that actually the community now, this is not now we'll get into that, I guess. But, uh, so that was like a major change, like, you know, being the fact that they actually listened to me, you know, and I was like, this is awesome, dude. And so when MKX came out, once interactables were introduced in Mortal Kombat now, they still kept like the like those sound cues, you know. So it's like okay, so now we're thinking about it now. So let's just put it in there. So it's like it became like a default thing if they're gonna ch- continue to have interactables. And so I was like, they actually did it, you know. So cool, mm-hmm. you know. So, um, so yeah. So I, I feel like first MK9 was a community. Next, it was just the ex- uh, uh, some accessibility because I mean we still got a long way to go, but you know it just came. It, that's how it changed. And 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 MKX. I'd say I wasn't as active in the tournament scene because I was going through some personal lifestyle. I, you know, I was, I was I just got out of college, getting a new job, all that stuff. So I wasn't I was more of a casual in there. I still played at a high level later on down the line, but it was kind of like towards the end of the MKX cycle, like as far as tournaments go, went. So I wasn't. It, yeah. If they had come back to you and, and asked you now, what are some of the things that you would have changed about it? I mean, are there some other uh, obstacles that you think need to be overcome uh, and that could be? adapted better for the blind community uh in fighting games so by nature fighting games tend to be kind of pretty much accessible for the blind you know if you have good sound like spatial sound like if mm-hmm. you can tell whatever so to 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 us a lot of it now is more about like having access to the menus so um i think um 
one of the things that are more commonly known now is, well, people call them TTS or text-to-speech software, but yeah. uh, we call them screen readers. They're called, they're called screen readers. So they're fully-fledged software that reads everything on screen with, through keyboard commands. Like if I'm talking like on the PC right now, for example, if I just I do a command, I can go to my desktop or I could do a command I can, like, or I can go to you know my Chrome browser and just you know use the corresponding commands or buttons to get to like the edit field, do search, good links, click on a video, the video player is accessible where it says pause, resume, uh, or it says mute, or a six slider where it says like how 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 far you want to go into the video. So that stuff reads it all to you, uh, everything, right? So what I'm hoping that we can see this in fighting games is that um, to have some kind of text to speech or a screen reader in the game that reads all of the menus, like when you enter the main screen, when you go into the options menu. And when you go into the, you know, the, the, the options menu on the, on, the, on the practice mode, you know, for the frame data, or like if you want to read the character moves, or if you want to set, you know, your character to like wake up during like a, like a you know, if you're practicing setups or whatever, I think that will be like the next huge step of evolution. And a game that's non-fighting has already done that. I don't know if you guys the seen Last of Us. The Last of Us. Yeah. Yes. The Last of Us, dude. It, that game is the... Plat like the, the game that's kind of show tells everybody, look, this is what how you would do accessibility. Now, keep in mind though that that accessibility that they have now, it they didn't they didn't they didn't reinvent the wheel. That stuff from a lot of players, blind players who took their time to like try these other games other than fighting, and kind of like found their way around them. Like Resident Evil Six, for example, which is like the worst in the series from a lot of people's opinions, but for the blind community, for a lot of us, is the best one because. It has a tracking system. Like if where you need to go, you push the one of the trigger buttons and it sets you back where you need to go on your objective. So automatically kind of helps me to like get to where I need to go for, mm. you know, for the next objective. You know, there's also like the audio on the game is also ridiculously good. Like you can tell if, if, if you're a zombie is coming from the left side, like slightly. And if it's getting closer, it's getting slightly to the right. Or, you know, if it's centered, you can actually hear it in the middle, like, you know, like the audio wise. And you can aim at the at it without having to use any like assist uh, aim assist. I think you can, but if you can, you can just go by the sound too, and sh- you know, like do headshots and all that. And wow. and so a lot of stuff is just from like like that came you know from from a lot of players throughout the years just saying, look, I try to play these games, but they're not accessible. But these are some of the barriers that hopefully you, you guys can address to make it accessible, kind of thing. So totally. yeah, the Last of Us did not reinvent the wheel. I want to make sure that goes on record. <laughs> that did not reinvent the wheel. No, no, this is like that comes from the result of like because they actually hired three blind players that work with the with the game. They kept it on the wraps for three years actually. Wow. So yeah, so and a lot of these players, of course, they you know they they tried other other titles and you know went as far as the game would allow them to go as a blind player, I guess. And that's where a lot of the ideas surfaced from. So the Last of Us, going back to fighting games, they have what I want in a fighting game, which is a full screen reader, dude. Like every time I browse the game. Like on like even when I pick up items, it tells me what it is. Oh, I just picked up a bottle of alcohol. Oh, I just picked up like uh, four uh, uh, weapon parts. Oh, I just picked up uh, uh, a journal entry. And then I press a button, and it reads the entire journal entry on it, or like the the like a like a like a message that somebody left behind or whatever. It reads everything, dude. It's incredible. Like it's it's amazing. So if they add some kind of like something like that to fighting games. Like where they, you know, reads everything as you're you're, you're scrolling through like the menus and everything, uh, you know, that's that would be awesome. Because one of the main things that we don't have full access to right now 
which we do just by memorizing it or someone else writes the menus down in order for us mm-hmm. is customization on MK11. Mm. It's it's it sucks cuz it doesn't <laughs> read it to you. That's, we don't know what we're doing, you know, like we just you know, like I right now customize my 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 character because uh you know, we have friends who write the moves list or the abilities list in order that appears on screen. And so if I go into the menu, I was like, okay, I just count. Let me go three times and I found this move. And then after How'd... that, I got to go two, two two times down to go to the other move that I can equip. And there I got my two moves because two one of them has two slots kind of thing, you know. So it's all written down on a document. So that's the only way we can access a lot of the stuff. I mean, so how does the rest of Mortal Kombat 11 kind of compare to more, like the past Mortal Kombat games, even Mortal Kombat X and Mortal Kombat 9? Do you feel like it's gotten better for the visually impaired or is it still lacking in a lot of ways like you mentioned with the menus it's it's kind of gone both ways interestingly actually because if you notice they did try actually to address that menu narration thing with jemison yeah. price reading the menus as you scroll but the problem with that is that it's not a software right it's, it's someone reading it, the menu so of course it has its limitations that they're not going to do that let's, let's let's say if a pop-up message comes up on screen like like Jemison Price isn't you know, magically going to appear and read that for you, you know? He's not going to summon him like, hey, bro, you got to read this, you know? <laughs> no. So, you know, it's it's limited. But with the software or the way, or the way um, like the last was did, I think, I don't know if it's coded. I actually want to know how they did it because I'm wondering, because if a pop-up message comes up, it'll read it to you. It'll tell you. Like, oh, you know, like it, it, whatever it is, whatever type of me- like pop-up message, it comes up. So it's it's you know, because it's in, in implemented into the game and it's not limited to just like reading and that's it. No, it's actually like it captures whatever message pops up on the screen. So that, that in a sense, you know, they, they definitely try to improve it for sure. You know, you got to give credit where credit is due because I, yeah, I see they were, what they were trying to do, which is awesome because I was hyped when that came out. I made a video about it too. And I was like, man, this is cool. You know, so step forward. Yeah. But where they did kind of went back backwards a little bit was in the sound design of the fighting. So MKX in the blind in the blind community is probably known as by far the best game that really, really lets you know where your character is positioned on screen, even if you both you and your opponent are in the corner. Um it base it it's very, very like spatial the spatial awareness on that game is ridiculous, dude. Like mm. if I'm full screen, my character sounds will only come out, let's say if I'm on the left side, only on the left speaker, and you will not hear it on the right speaker because oh, wow. they're literally full screen, you know? So they really panned it out all the way, like you know, like across the screen accordingly. And the further to the right the character moves, the further, you know, the sound is starting, you're starting to kind of hear it on the right side of your speaker as well. But obviously fully on the left side, but kind of you can feel you can hear it moving from left to right slowly as your character's, you know, walking forward. But if it runs, of course, you can hear like character running across the screen right away, you know. So MKX is by far like the the, the best uh, audio when it comes to spatial awareness. Uh, but MK11, what they did is they, I feel like they kind of shortened that out. Like the panning is way too like, um, what happens when you put you, when you and yourself and your opponent are in the corner, the sound like as if it goes back to the center. So it sounds like we're mid-screen, even though our, we're clearly like on the, on, you know, on the corner. So it's, it, it does little things like that. You know, this is like nitpicking, by the way, this is like hardcore nitpicking. But those are some of the things that we notice in MK11. So it in, in this game, I do find it difficult sometimes. Uh, you know, when I do a corner setup, like if I if I if I like I attempt like a corner BMB, like sometimes I won't hit because I'm not in the corner. Like my opponent's not in the corner, and so I drop it. You know, or vice versa. I do a mid screen combo, but because it's the opponent's in the corner, so some hits will actually will miss. You know, 
because of the 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 the, the gravity of the, of the properties. So it's it's again it's nitpicking, and I don't even know if I'm explaining it correctly. But no, you're I know, definitely uh, explaining it. Like yeah. we get it, yeah. and we asked you to nitpick, so don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. So yeah, that's that's basically how 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 it is. So I feel like you know that's that's you know something that because what we kind of came to realize, I think they were using the sound engine from Injustice Two. Injustice Two kind of had that issue where because the stages are so big, right? Mm. So mm-hmm. it really doesn't reflect how big they are in sound wise because you know it like it only goes from left to middle. To right that's it i can't tell if i'm like half a screen away full screen away or like maybe just like a little bit to the right or to the, you know like it's not it's, it's just very linear like that's middle, quite an important sound right. cue for you to to have so yeah i can definitely understand why that would be a huge uh issue for you yeah so that's that's you know so that's how over the years how mk like mk games changed and of course you know now um you know like um like i'm glad that um nrs is watching you know they're paying attention and like yeah, to to things like that because my goal was always to not just be me because for a while it was just me like in in the front end I guess because I was known because of James you know like when I got into the into the scene or whatever but then more people started coming out and being you know getting involved and you know and some of them veered out obviously to other things uh like that they did as far as gaming wise but I was always the MK guy and even to this day people say like oh Rattlehead that you know like the the you know the the tournament player you know and so whenever like other people. Uh, like like other people go to their friends and say, "Hey, I fought Rattlehead." They're like, "Oh my god, you fought Rattlehead? That's cool!" And I'm like, "Really?" <laughs> you know. <laughs> so yeah, so that's that's, that's what cool it's feeling. Yeah, I was like, "Wow, I didn't know I had that effect." You know, that's that's cool. It's it's humbling, honestly, dude. Because you know, I just I was just doing it, you know. And I always tell like people around me, it's like, you know, I just wanted the you know to, you know, because if you don't have a community then there's no really no point. Like why, why is a company going to invest on something that only one person is doing it or just a few people, you know, but if you have a whole community behind you, they'll see, Oh, okay. You know, that's where money's going to. So right on, you know, so you gotta, gotta, you also have to know what they're going to get out of it, you know? Yeah, for sure. Uh, I do have a question which relates back to, you know, you mentioned the last of us too, with the accessibility and everything. How has your experience been with haptic feedback with MK? Has that changed at all? Uh, not really, because they haven't even used it. Um, uh, as far as like, yeah, they haven't used it. But you know how, how we have a friend of, of ours uh, on, and you know now that we're like involved in it and uh, just in the overall FGC, right? And this mm-hmm. guy, he goes, we we're just playing one night, and he goes, dude, wouldn't it be cool if they actually made it haptic feedback where if you they hit highs, the vibration will be at the top of the controller. If it's mids in the middle, if it's lows at the bottom of the controller. This is exactly what I was wondering. <laughs> Dude, I was like, I didn't even think of. I was like, dude, like, bro, like, uh, like, you know, I was like, that's a sick idea, you know. And he even tweeted that, like, you know, tagging some of the NRS people, you know, because it's like, yeah, like those are just like some ideas to kind of get, and that's like during matches only, you know. Mm. Uh, so that would have been something cool to do, but no, as of right now, not not really. There's no like, you know, major usage of that haptic feedback yet. It seems like a bit of a missed opportunity. That would have been great. That would have been an awesome idea. I, I would have been all over that. I would have been pretty, pretty cool to to really follow even more. Because I, let's see, another thing with MK11 too, though, um, is that uh, some of their sounds are very generic as well. So it's hard to tell uh, if, um, like, I'm using Scorpion, for example. His his uh, his um, back one and his back two sound like almost the exact same, even though they have different properties. Um, so whenever I'm in like in the middle of a match, if I'm playing against another Scorpion. 
if they're doing if they're back two, it has two hits. So if I'm thinking like, oh, it's the back one, so maybe they're gonna do like cancel or they're gonna do whatever, you know, I'm all these mind games going on. But I let go of block and I get hit by the second like automatic hit that mm. comes out of the, of the back too, you know. Yeah. And I'm like, oh god. And it's and that move is so unsafe. If I if I would have blocked those two hits, oh, that's it, it's over. It's like you know, so negative that I could literally do go do something else, come back and still punish, you know. So it's like those things, you know, <laughs> you know. It's, yeah. it's so, but it's like, oh my god, you know. So it's like little things like that that really kind of it was kind of rough to you know to kind of adjust. But we do what we can, <laughs> you know, with the game. Do you uh, consider yourself at a, a disadvantage when you're playing against like some of these other members from the fighting game community that aren't blind or, or do you feel like you have enough visual cues to where you I, I mean of course you're winning tournaments and things like that but how do you feel <laughs> I guess is the question because you did um, mention you'd beaten a few of them when you were uh when you just joined up with James Fink mm-hmm. um yeah um it, it it is a disadvantage by default and that's whether I like to admit it or not you know because sometimes I try not to just because I want that mindset of like you know what uh, like I'm gonna use the fact that they're kind of still in shock that they're blind, that I'm blind, and they're like kind of still processing it. So let me just go in all out, you know. So I kind of use that. But <laughs> but other like than it. that, <laughs> you know. But other than that, there is that like you know like literally disadvantage of they can actually outspace you because they can see they can also oh, see yeah. as soon as you let go of block because that happens to me. It happened to me a few times. Like and actually at, at, a, at a recent tournament I was playing online where. The player was so good at reacting. As soon as I let go of block to do a move, he was already like hitting me with like uh, like a, a, a six frame down one from Gears, you know, mm-hmm. or like you know, or you know, so it's like whoa, you know. So as soon as I let go of block, they do, and I, I get that a lot. So and then of course, when I try to I out space them, they all follow me, you know. So it's like uh, you know they always keep tracking on me further down. And again, because of the sound, doesn't let me yeah. know how far, what's the distance between me and the and my opponent. So sometimes. If I'm full screen, I want to throw the spear as a way to kind of zone them out a little bit. But if I do that and happen to be like nearby, literally just yeah, super unsafe. And so that really causes me like sometimes the round of the entire match. You know, does that does that make you feel like switching back to MKX at times rather than MK11? Um, sometimes yeah, because I even do this with like you know even 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 my other fellow blind players. You're like you know what? Let's just play MKX, man. You know, because it's like more fun. You know, more and then more co- combos as well. Like more you know more uh, more variety. Whereas I mean, MK11 is very linear. I'd, I'd rather play MKX too. So <laughs> <laughs> there you go. You know, there's more creativity in MKX when it comes to like combo potential setups. I mean, it's heavily fifty fifty. Everybody knows that, but. Yeah. It turns out that it is pretty fun once you get going, you know, and on both ends, you know. If it's if 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 everybody's broken, then hey, whatever, you know. But if, <laughs> you know, but it's not like MK11 where Jackie's so broken that she's literally playing an entire different game than the rest of the cast, you know. So I like, love that Ooh. I'm not the one hitting on Jackie right now. It's not me. No, guys. no I hate yes. that character. <laughs> character pisses me off. I hate that character. I'm with <laughs> you. Oh, so annoying. Yeah, carry MK11. MK11. I've gotten beaten. And again, I know because sometimes being an FGC can make you sound very elitist. I know that for a fact. So when I say this, I don't mean it that way. But I hate it that I lost to a Jackie who really wasn't playing it at playing the character at the highest level. You know, it's like, oh, this is me off, you know, because I'm out here trying to like go by frames, go by the data, go by like the setups and everything. But I'm still getting punished, you know, or like I'm still losing to like this randomness, you know. Well, so, yeah, that's that actually relates to a question I wanted to ask you. So your experience with MK11, because based based on what I've been seeing from the community reactions, MK11, yes, you can be very good. And obviously, like, say a pro player will have 
a lot less trouble versus some somebody who's just picked up the game and is you know plays every so often. But with MK11 compared to say MKX, that player has a way better chance it seems than they did in MKX at beating that pro player. If that makes sense, did, did, I, did yeah, I go? It makes yeah. yeah, no, it makes it makes total sense, dude. Because I think that's why people get so heated with Combat League. Because mm. you see players getting away with the most random things. Like, frame data doesn't matter, dude. Like, it <laughs> exactly. really doesn't matter in this game. Like, oh, my God. Like, even if I'm plus on whatever, if they're mashing, like, so hard, somehow the game says, okay, yeah, let's give it to them. Whatever. <laughs> you know, it's like, oh, my God, dude. You know? And it's like, it, 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 you can't get away from it, you know? Like, it's, 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 it's everywhere. But, again, I – because – I see what NetherRealm tries to do, though, when you really step back and look at it. Like, they do try to cater to the casuals. Like, again, I don't, I, I, I hate how the FGC sounds very elitist by default. I get what you're saying. Yeah. But, but it's like, you know, but it's like, dude, like, um, that's cool and all, but there should be a gap, you know? Like, in MKX, you could clearly tell who is a good player versus like a really, ah, just pushing buttons here player or, oh, I just learned this, you know, cool combo that I know how to do. Oh my God, this is great. I'm proud of it, you know? But when it when it comes to mixing mind games, uh, you know shimmies, uh, you know like uh, wake ups, uh, like uh, oki setups, all that stuff, that stuff doesn't work with randoms because they'll just do whatever, you know. And it and like in MK11, the game lets them get away with it. Whereas in MKX, you know, you really have to know how to play the, the characters, like to display them at its full potential. You have to have good execution. You have to have like you know like really good understanding of your character, your opponents as well, because you know you have to basically as long as you guess correctly. And if you know what what buttons to punish with, then you're good to go, kind of thing, you know. So there was like that gap, and even MK9 as well. MK9, even though it's so like uh, broken, but you could still tell who was like high level players versus just your you know your average player that just wants to play for fun or whatever. So there was that. What are your stats like competitively? Um, like how many wins, losses, placements do you have? I think on because I have it on on all platforms, but I think because I play the most on P- on PlayStation. <laughs> um, <laughs> but um, I think it's there. It's like um, the ratios. It's like a fifty fifty ish, I guess. Like I have like a, somewhere around like a thousand plus wins and maybe like a, a close to nine hundred or one thousand losses as well. Uh, but it, I, I'm I'm blaming the the. the you know, combat league on that. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. Because yeah. when, because when I lose, see, when I lose to like players that know what they're doing, it actually I'm learning, right? So it's like a yeah. learning play. Yeah, I'm learning, and I'm like, oh, okay, I, I shouldn't do that anymore. Or, you know, I know that it's me that, at that point. You know, like oh, okay, you know, whatever. So I honestly, with MK11, I find myself having fun when I'm playing with like my friends or like even like. To this point, again, we got to the point where, like, I get top players show up on my streams, you know, or, like, you know, or, like, even say, hey, we get some games. Or, like, they'll invite me to exhibitions. Like, I've been playing uh, exhibitions with, on MKX on uh, uh, for this past uh, few months. And, like, well, not this couple of months, but I've been playing there. And, then, like, I get invited, you know. And I was, like, to get to that point, I was, like, that's cool, man. Like, I like that the people are reaching out to me, like, hey, you want to play my exhibitions, you know. And. And I did some uh, MK11 exhibitions as well, where like I, you know, we pulled some really hype matches. And I remember lo- listening to the commentary afterwards when I, you know, watched the replay. I'm like, I didn't know I was bringing this much hype. Let's go, you know. I was just like, you know, because you know, so that's that's really cool to have that, you know. Uh, like I guess now people consider me as an, a prominent MK member. Like people hear my name, they'll they'll like, oh, that's that's Rattlehead. That's the you know the the blind MK player, you know. So you know, so that's that's cool to have that. <laughs> 
when you're playing online, um, I mean, have you been playing like Towers of Times and stuff like that too? Or in like, how does consumables kind of factor into your playing style? Um, I probably didn't do, I feel like the later games, uh, I feel like they're mini games or like there's offline stuff. I feel like it's not as robust as like, let's say the 3D era. Yes. Like in the 3D era, the 3D era dude was so like, um, um, like well thought out, you know? Like mm. it was, you had chess combat, which is awesome. You had like the whole conquest mode, right? You had like even puzzle combat. Like that one I couldn't play because it was literally visual, right? You had to stack mm. the colors, you know? <laughs> so that one I was like, ah, it sucks, you know? Because I actually have a MK, uh, uh, like what do you call it? I have the UMK3 on the Nintendo DS. And you know how it comes with that one? I'm like, man, I wish it would have came with chess combat instead, you know, instead of that yeah. uh, puzzle combat. Uh, but yeah, that's basically it. Like, I feel like the Towers of Time or like, you know, like in, how they introduced it in MKX, those towers, uh, whatever, you know, like, I feel like they, they got boring after a while. Like, it felt like a chore, like, you know, doing that, like, you know, because I was like, oh, God, I have to do my character towers now. Or like, I have to do this, you know, I honestly I haven't even completed a lot of the character towers because I just got like, uh, it just feels like a chore. It's not fun. You know, I was just, mm-hmm. just going to say, like, I mean, the only reason that I could see you having to do any of these towers would be for brutalities because obviously the aesthetics like the skins and stuff don't really matter right? yeah they don't matter yeah so, so it'd just be the brutalities the most, yeah. brutalities yeah but it's funny though because if i you say that because i'm all about like even though i'm visually impaired or i'm blind or whatever like i'm always the type of person that i know i live in the sighted world so i want to also make things look cool too you know mm. like because people are gonna be looking at it you know that just because i'm not gonna see doesn't mean like you know my my uh, my audience shouldn't you know so I, yeah, I hunt for the costumes too, actually, you know, like Fair I enough. remember when I, when I, when I put in the, the MK9 costume, like, you know, it's like, oh, hell yeah, like MK9, like costume, you know, so I'm like, okay, hey, I'm bringing the hype somehow, you know, so I like doing that too, though. So like, a, even though I can't see it, I'm like, you know what, let me just do it for the people kind of thing, you know, because, um, you know, whether, whether we like to admit it or not, I live in a sided world, I have to adapt to it, you know, the world's not going to adapt to me. So let's just grow with it, you know. And that's always been my 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 motivation to kind of do what I do, you know, um, you know, to especially playing video games, you know, like who would think that, you know, I guess people who don't know, right? Who would think like, oh, how do you play video games if you can't, if you if you're blind? That's literally the first question that comes up for somebody who doesn't know, you know, like uh, like or who's not aware of that that people actually do that. Yeah, I mean, it was I I came across this is my own experience, I suppose, but I, I came across somebody in combat league and we had a few matches and they beat me a couple of times. I beat them a couple of times and you know, you get to know the username sometimes. Right. And mm-hmm. I, we got talking and it turns out he was blind. So my first question was uh, other than me first saying, Whoa, you're amazing. <laughs> uh, <laughs> How are you playing? And, you know, finding out the first time I was absolutely shocked. So, yeah, I can definitely understand that would be the first question for most people. <laughs> for sure. Yeah. And, and 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 that's the thing. Yeah. So that's why, like, it's 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 about also like, yeah, OK, that's that's cool. But but then at the same time, it's like I want to make sure that people who like, you know, play against me or who watch the streams or whatever, because, I you know, I stream and everything. And that's how I got mm. to get no more as well. Uh, you know, that I want them to at least look at something different, not just look at the default skins all day, you know, that's, yeah. that's, to me, that sounds boring, you know, so let's change it up a bit, you know? Okay. So, so yeah. With that. So for me, I've always chosen characters based on lore and say aesthetic, right? For you, how would you pick your mains? How, like, other than say Scorpion and Cyrax, cause you've explained those characters, how would you pick other characters that you like? Does difficulty help in your choice of playing and not playing them? Are there specific characters who are easier for you to play as or even play against? 
I like sort of in the middle of high execution base characters and like, you know, that that makes you kind of stand out, you know? And I, I guess for me also as a blind player, like I want to be like, I can pull that off, you know, like just because I can't see, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and do it too. Like recently I started playing Cabal and right. I'm, I actually equipped his, uh, his, uh, um, his uh, slide gas, like that leap move that he does mm-hmm. when you like do like an instant jump and then you do that back. Hang back time in there. Yeah, dude. So I learned those BMBs. Actually, one of the the top uh, Cabal players, like, uh, I messaged him. He's like, hey, dude, like, what's the tech? You know, and he's like, oh, it's this and this and this. And he, like, he broke it down for me. I was like, because a lot of people know now, apparently, you know. So it's like, oh, it's like this, you know. You do this way and you want to time it like this. So, you you know, so this dude broke it out, broke it down for me. And so I just went back and I started, I started practicing. And I'm like, oh, here we go. We're pulling it off. And that's the same feeling I got with Cyrax being like, Oh, okay. This character actually, this stuff is actually not that easy to pull off. So let me work on it. <laughs> you know, you mm-hmm. know. So that's 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 the kind of that's what makes me want to pick a main as well. And of course, as long as I know that I'm actually gonna be doing okay with the character, because sometimes it you could be high execution like Fujin, for example, in this game, and I'm not feeling it for some reason. It just doesn't click with me. He's um, very tricky timing based. I'm a Fujin main until the, rain dropped. So yeah. <laughs> uh, that's why. Yeah. So yeah, that's what I heard too. So it's like, you know what? But and 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 it sucks because now I don't have the time like I used to. You know, when MK9, I had all day. Or like since I was in college, I would finish my homework and just be like, you know what? I'm gonna just play some MK. You know, I li- when MK9 dropped, I literally skipped school like for the whole week. And I was like, I'm playing MK9 all day. Hell yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I did that. So, but, you know, but now it's not, it's not like that anymore, but I still want to, you know, at least play, you know, cause I want to give my, like, especially, like I said, when I stream, I want people to like, you know, I, cause my, my goal is always this, right? I don't want it to just play the game, learn a few moves and be like, oh yeah, I can play Mortal Kombat, but I'm blind. Yeah. You know, I didn't want to mm-hmm. do that. I want to be like, I can play Mortal Kombat. Let's run a few sets and boom, there you go. You know, I want it to be like that, you know? You were kind of mentioning earlier, you know, how like when you're learning these combos and stuff, you're you're getting the information from other players or even at the beginning, how you were kind of doing one on one with people. Tell me a little more. How do you specifically learn these characters? Is it just people are giving you move sets and then you're kind of practicing it or is there more to this method? So be, uh, before it was literally what you just said, right? Just learning that, like I would, I was find the the character moves, like the, mm-hmm. all the the inputs and everything, and just go go and practice the the scenarios or like combos or whatever, you know, like building a muscle memory. And that's all I had at the time, especially like when I really started learning how to like do more like like uh, uh, actual setups or like how to counter specific moves learning frame data and all that stuff that's when it hit me like that was like an mdmk nine days and since then it's it's been more like um getting that very extensive information and applying it you know and once i got involved in the community it was more like hey uh do you have time let's run a set and like actually like put it into 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 a, a real match you know so now i have the ability to really reach out to people and like hey man let's play uh let's can we run this set real quick i'm trying to learn this matchup you know Whereas I didn't ever, I didn't, I didn't have that before that MK nine days until I joined this group, um, you know, here in town, uh, where I could literally say, Hey, can you give me, can we, I need practice against this other character, you know? And they're like, okay, because he, he made that character. So they knew it by heart. So I was like, okay, let me, let me play this guy or whatever. So that's little by little. That's how I started coming out like that is getting that, not just the resources of having it written down or whatever, but actually getting the actual experience against someone who mains that character. Are there any characters that seem to be easier? for blind players to play 
a lot of people, even in the FGC, right? A lot of people who like, cause I, there's a few people that have actually learned how to play with their monitors off. Cause we made them. <laughs> <laughs> cause we made them it's like, turn off your monitor, you know, it go grounds, you know, <laughs> you know and, and, and a lot of people are willing to do, especially top players. Like, you know what? Like I'm, I'm in my peak. So let me just do something different now, you know, and they'll do it, you know? So, um, uh, one of them is actually Gears. Um, like really? that's, it's, it's easier. Yeah. With Gears. You can always can down that. four into a sand trap, you know, and like, uh, or you can always use it to kind of like bait your opponent to do whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there, you you can always make your opponents do stuff like uh, in like in your favor if you can. You know, you gotta basically establish that rhythm. You know, um, so it's it's that's one of the good characters that that um, I would definitely like suggest. Um, Scorpion is kind of like the go-to for a lot of blind players just because he's so easy to pick you know mm-hmm. it's like a lot of so I remember when I picked it's like ah oh, there's yet another blind player picking Scorpion you know that was like kind of like the the, the in, inside joke within the blind community because everybody plays him but then I'll be like yeah but they don't play him at a high level you know or whatever I just you know just kind of go back and forth with your friends or whatever um, but I yeah this, so there's I guess characters that have good tracking moves I guess that's what really helps, you know, a, a blind player, you know, if they has really good uh, tracking moves that allow your opponent to like, you know, your, your character to, tr- you know, track where your opponent's located. That does help a lot. You know, what, what about playing against somebody? Is there a character that <laughs> is easier for you to beat up on? Uh, a bunch of scorpions that happen. <laughs> it was always going to be scorpion, scorpion. Yeah, scorpion yeah, combat league over and over. Or, or, uh, uh, or what's another character that I'm like, ah, oh, not like this is so like whatever. You know, it's probably um, if it's a if it's a if it's a Liu Kang player. Like mm-hmm. you know for a fact that it was gonna do four three, four, four, and then they'll mm-hmm. do random <laughs> random like uh what do you call it? Like flying kick, like on like on block. Like I'm literally holding block and they still do it. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, uh dude, no, you know, so that's you know, that's like super easy. So what I've that- learned to do lately is just to be patient now. Cause if once I go, because I'm a very rush down player, like I like just going in, mix ups, down posts, grabs, throw, like you know, like back three or whatever, you know, and then if if it connects, then of course full combo confirm, you know. But uh, I learned to like, to, you know, I started to learn even lately. Now I started to, just, you know, what? I just gotta be patient. Otherwise, like I literally, my, my play style is what causes me the matches a lot of the times as well. So we talked about the customization in terms of aesthetics. How has the implementation of custom variations affected your experience with say learning or even coming up against people? Cause with obviously with MKX, say you had three variations per character, but now you have <laughs> a million per character. Oh my God. So it, remember how I mentioned about like not having access to that. Right. So for a while, like when they unlocked the the custom variations, like for you to do whatever I was, I was in this, like, I guess like a stage where I'm like, man, I think I might be done with this game. Cause I don't have full access to this, you know, like how am I going to be able to figure out what moves are being used or whatever, you know? Mm. So, but Luckily, because we and it's funny because I had this written guide all along. One of our friends um, in in a, in, a, in, a, in a community, uh, he had one of his friends also. Like they both collaborated on writing this full guide of the entire game of where the moves are, all that stuff, what they do, and everything. So I was like, dude, I have I forgot I had this thing this since last year, you know, and it's and it's constantly being updated. Obviously, whenever new characters come out. So that's when I was like, uh, yeah, you know what? Let me use this. And so I actually just started going and customizing the common variations I see in tournament and like, you know, to come across them. And then, um, then I, you know, I, I set those up and then I can start labbing against them. So that's how I, I approach that. As far as like the blinding, the, as far as the blind fighting game community and 
the <laughs> not blind fighting game community. How is the relationship between the two? Uh, it's It's been good for the most part. I mean, obviously, I think a lot of people are hesitant because of this whole, uh, you know, I like I feel like sometimes people do kind of look a little too much into the whole blind thing. It's like, no, nah, we just want to play, period, you know? Uh, but for the most part, it's been great, man. Like, um, like I said, I, I get top players like coming by my stream a few times and getting, getting sets and like, especially they get surprised when we go back and forth a little bit, because obviously mm-hmm. they're still going to win most of the time, but you know, they get like, and it gets hype and they're like, Oh, that's just awesome. You know, like, you know, they, they'll support and everything. And, um, and like, and then that's saying this, uh, and then I, of course I, sometimes I go to the streams and just hang out and they like, Oh, that's Rattlehead. Shout out to my boy. You know, like they'll give me a shout out. They, they'll tell their friends, Hey, this, this player is like badass. He actually is legit. And I, and they'll say like, I'm not just saying that just, you know, to like, you know, whatever. Cause he's blind. No, like he's actually a good player. Uh, go hit him up or whatever, you know? So like, it's, it's been great. And that's not just me too. Like, you know, uh, it's been like more people are getting involved now. And in regards to like the relationship, I think what we did last year, really showcased like how people supported what we're doing we ran a all blind tournament last year in oh. june it's called the central showdown where's that at uh well the archives are actually on my youtube channel uh-huh. um and at that's uh, uh, uh i don't know if i plug in my channel or not but I oh guess, yeah definitely you know. oh, no, definitely uh, yeah we're gonna link yeah, this all oh, right on it's uh, it's at uh, it's at uh, um, uh, it's a youtube uh like was it dot com slash it has my uh, my first, first initials and last name and my uh uh it's ch vasquez 86 i wasn't able to change the url rip so <laughs> it's <not> that way <laughs> but that's my youtube channel uh it's under obs kh rattlehead if you search that as well like it'll pop cool. up the youtube we'll, channel we'll link it's, the direct uh playlist or video or however long it is and however many links it is we're definitely gonna uh, put them in because this sounds awesome, awesome. yeah so, so we yeah so we ran a tournament and and was uh, it all online all online, yeah, all online. Um, we had we had great support on it, man. Like it, what what happened basically, um, you know, we set it up and everything. We announced it. People spread the word and everything. Uh, so there is, we did pool play. Um, we had around sixteen participants. I think one of them dropped, unfortunately, due to weather. How uh, large is the blind fighting game community? It's still pretty small in comparison mm-hmm. to like the rest of the FGC. But the thing is, it's growing. A lot of people, more people are coming out, you know, to that say, uh, oh, I heard about other blind players who play MK. Let's, you know, so they'll, they'll, they'll show up, you know, like, That's so, awesome. yeah, they're told a lot of people, are, more people are showing up. Um, so, yeah. And I think what helped is running that tournament, which by the way, was hosted by another room studios on the top when we did top eight, they no hosted way. it. Yeah, they hosted it. And so, yeah. And then of course we also get, got support behind the scenes, uh, where we you know we got giveaways. We actually gave away uh, PlayStation codes for Aftermath at the time. Um, we also like you know, and then we of course that for us rather than doing like money prizes, you know how a lot of tournaments is like oh you get paid or whatever. What we did to make it more tangible is uh, we actually gave away uh, first place got an Xbox One and a controller with with uh, with letters in Braille that says the central showdown like that on is it like sick. that it's cool yeah That's so cool. and then the second place got an arcade stick and uh that, that spawn figure from uh from uh from the really? spawn uh series the mk11 spawn they got that one and then the third is uh, i think it was uh, uh mk it was the, the scorpion's revenge movie and i forgot the other the other price i know somebody probably blow me up in the comment section when this comes out <laughs> uh but yeah so we did tangible stuff you know like stuff that people can keep and like the the participants were like yeah you know this is so cool that there was a tournament for blind players and there was like prizes and stuff so yeah so it was it, we had it had a lot of support it was it was it was amazing 
like you know and we're right now we're early discussions so hopefully we might you know run as the central showdown part two cool you'll have to let us know so we can let people know that it's happening yeah right definitely on. right on so i have a bit i have a question which relates to the um picking like highly technical characters you've mentioned fujin i am obviously quite uh, partial to rain <laughs> have you given him a go at all i'm curious to hear your feedback on him if you have or come up against uh, him much on rain you mean Rain, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, I, I don't like. I think what turned me off at first. I don't know if you guys remember that whole fiasco with the sound with that. Well, I forgot which movie it was, but it was so loud. It was ear piercing. Oh, it's when he throws his uh, Qatar. The Qatar. Oh my yeah. god! It was like ah, that used to hurt my ear so bad. But ah. yeah, and, and obviously everybody too. But now, now I think honestly, I haven't gotten a chance to like, uh, like uh, really play as him. Like because and that's this is more due to like time. Like uh, that stuff has been happening, but um. He he sound he's from the moment they announced him, dude. Like he sounded badass. Like that yes. just the way. And I remember that they said that and like they referenced it when he does the, the the wind pose, even from like the aesthetics like that. You know, doing the wind pose, the classic one. Uh, and the way they did his sound effects, like the water effects, like everything, it just sounds so like like the, the character feels like awesome. Like I think they did a good. They, you can tell they spent a lot of time with them. Uh, player wise, I haven't had a chance to really learn his stuff, but. Now that you mention it, I, I'm, a, I'm a actually going to try him because I've been trying I've been trying to other characters just to kind of keep the game alive for me. And because Cabal did that, you know, brought it mm. back. So I was kind of getting bored of Scorpion. It's literally the same thing, just cancels and a few, you know, uh, BMBs here and there that are, you know, that, that's some, some stuff. But other than that, like everybody knows that matchup. So it's hard to win with him now at a higher level because, you know, he does have a lot of weaknesses. Yeah. Um. But but Rain, I definitely want to. I, I think he's my next my next two character to go and try him out. I think actually. you'll really like him. He's quite technical. So you mentioned you like playing technical technical characters, and if you were handling Cyrax and MK9, I think you're really gonna like him. <laughs> uh, you know what? I'm gonna take your word for it too, because yeah, like that's another character I've been I've been like thinking about. You know, to really really because I played Jade. I played you know, and then it got boring. I played uh, what else? Because Jade, I just learned it like in five minutes, and I was like already good with <laughs> that character. <you> know? <laughs> Especially with like, because I know that people do get surprised when you do the hit her forward two one and then you do down ones because it's like like the frames are tight on that like the yeah. corner BMBs they're pretty tight so that's like eh, I got that down no problem um, but yeah now I'm I'm more interested in checking out really getting into rain and see what what he what he brings to the table all right so rattlehead before we let you go um, can you tell us what is your favorite finisher like your favorite fatality brutality. Um, if you have any brutality stocked up, what's your favorite ending move on Mortal Kombat? Oh, let's see. I, I have so many because I'm a. Can I give you one by actually seeing it, and then one with just sounds the way it sounds? Yeah, definitely. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> so the the visual one, the one that just looks so like, whoa, what is this? Is obviously Sub Zero's classic a spine rip. That was just like, and I was a kid, dude. So I was like, whoa, that's like one of those things that just hit you. Like, am I supposed to be watching this? <laughs> <laughs> you know? So that's my all-time favorite. Like, you know, okay, so check this out. Funny story. Like, I know, if, uh, I think it's it's uh, MK Trilogy, right? You know how they censored it? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So to me, that was my transition phase. We're like, okay, so I guess I won't be able to see that anymore. Because <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, they're, they're literally sensing it for me in real life. This sucks, you know? <laughs> yeah. So that's, yeah, that's my uh, my uh, my all-time favorite. Now, as far as like sound-wise, uh, I think one, like my favorite has to go with, uh, with uh, you know that that's, that's uh, Fatality from Noob when he, Throws the, the the what do you call it the clone inside of you and then he pops out of your mm-hmm. I think, 
mouth, right? Yeah. I just sound so disgusting. <laughs> it and is. I love it. And I love it. <laughs> it's like, oh, you know, but it sucks because I don't main that character. Otherwise, I would do it. But, you know, when it, when it, when somebody does, I was like, ah, you know, but <laughs> my second runner up has to be Baracus. You know, the face off fa- fatal oh, when he pulls yes. off the face. That one's just, oh, I remember when they, they, when they showed it on the, on the event and people in the crowd were like, whoa, what is this? It's like, <laughs> you know, the reaction was ridiculous on that fatal. <laughs> I was like, yeah, but I, I would say that was hard to pick, man. <laughs> that was really hard to pick because there's so many. <laughs> there's so many. But those are my two as far as one is with visuals, the other one's just sound. <laughs> so tell us, uh, you already mentioned your YouTube channel. Uh, where else can our listeners find you? Uh, you guys definitely can follow me on Twitter. Uh, my Twitter is at OBSKH Rattlehead. Uh, by the way, shout outs again, OBS is the On Blast show, which was the, you know, from James Fink. That's why nice. I still use that to this day. And KH was because of the guys from Combat Houston uh, here. And, you know, so I always kind of kept that, you know, here and there as well, because paying homage to that era, because those guys are really awesome helping me out. So, yeah, it's uh, at OBSKH Rattlehead is my Twitter. Um, my Twitch, I stream on Tuesdays and Thursdays at 5 p.m. Central Standard Time, like three hour streams uh, where I play MK usually. Uh, sometimes we do bring other games like I like what we were streaming Resident Evil 6 a lot of the times. And we're having hilarious moments because, you know, characters running into the walls, but still, you know, fighting each other somehow, <laughs> you know, so it's, you know, if you want to come by, have a good laugh, come by and just hang out and just, you know, and enjoy the show. Um, and uh, so, but it's at my, my Twitch is just OBS Rattlehead. I have my Twitch is twitch.tv slash OBS Rattlehead. So I have to ask, how did the name Rattlehead come about? And what does that mean? <laughs> It's actually a, a character from one. Uh, I'm a I'm a huge heavy metal fan, and that's what a, I thought. That's yeah. a uh, band, uh, Megadeth. Yes, they literally have a song called Rattlehead. Okay, and All they right. also have a mascot. His mascot is Vic Rattlehead, so that's where I got it from. Cool. All right. Well, Rattlehead, we'd like to thank you so much for jump, uh, joining us today on this episode. It was a pleasure to talk with you. Seriously, thanks for joining. It was really fun. No, I- yeah, you guys, thank you for having me. Uh, I know we could probably do this forever. Like, talk, I could talk forever, honestly. <laughs> There's so much <laughs> I feel like I didn't even, like, you know, touch upon. But uh, that I want to thank you guys for giving me the space and the opportunity because you guys have some great interviews that I've, been, that I've been, you know, checking out. Again, I'm a lurker, so I've been kind of checking out a lot of stuff. You guys have been doing. <laughs> and so I'm looking forward to what other episodes you guys have coming up. But again, thank you guys for having me. And thank you again for joining us. Like uh, for everybody who's been listening, I mean, go check out Rattlehead stuff. He's got some great gameplay videos on his YouTube and super friendly guy. Chat to him on Twitter like we do. Yeah, because I just want, wanted to give a shout out to, uh, you know, everybody who has been supporting me uh, with a lot of the, the, the stuff that I've been doing throughout the years, especially uh, my Central Showdown team, uh, which consists of super, uh, what is it, um, Blindside Blue, uh, Captain Earshot, who is our co-commentator and our first place winner of last year's uh, Central Showdown. Uh, um, and then, of course, uh, Baron Baronson and Your Sins. Uh, those are my uh, uh, other fellow blind players who have been directly involved with me with the Central Showdown. And so we're looking forward to hopefully, you know, po- po- uh, creating a new one for our uh, the rest of the fellow blind community. So stay tuned. And th- again, thank you guys for having me. Awesome. Rattlehead, thank you. Like, this is... Uh- this is so interesting to us and Seriously, I'm yeah. glad yeah I'm glad we got to sit down with you cuz I had no understanding at all of how the blind community fighting game community functioned so this has been a lot of insight for me to hear. No, it's been a lot of fun discussing it, man. I've I've been holding a lot of stuff so bad. It's like ah, this is cool to finally like you know talk about it and everything. Because like I said, I had no idea how to do this stuff. Like I had to learn from really making some horrible mistakes. Um, like if That's, you guys go, yeah, if you guys go watch that episode of the Unblast um, um, Show, I think it was like 
episode 39 or 30. I, I was way back. But I sound so cringe. I'm like, that's me? Holy crap, that's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> it was so bad. But hey, oh, yes, I can learn, right? direct the viewers to, uh, to your uh, real blind yeah, player plays Kenshi versus. It's still there. It's still there. It's still, and it's against rain. It's against like rain. I remember when that DLC came out. So it's there. Oh my god! Yeah, it's it's actually one of my first ever uploaded videos in there. It's still there. I, I was actually was about to delete it, and actually one of my friends was like, "No, dude, don't, don't you dare!" So, <laughs> yeah, he's like, "Do not delete that." You know, we need to put a link to that also yeah. in the <laughs> description. Yeah, it's. <laughs> Thank you, everybody, for listening to the Realmcast today. And special thank you to TJ, the blind gamer, for helping us out with the preparations for this episode. We really appreciate your input. Yeah, seriously. Thank you, man. You can find Yanni and myself, Phantom, on the Mortal Kombat group on Facebook, as well as Yanni on the Mortal Kombat meme realm. And special thanks to our friends at Uppercut Editions who are creating the Mortal Kombat compendium for their continued support. You can find them at the Mortal Kombat Encyclopedia Project on Facebook. You can catch up on all episodes of the Realmcast on YouTube, Facebook, iTunes, and Spotify. Thank you. Thank you. Prepare yourself. Who would fear a blind mortal? One who has never faced him.